welcome in Lorianne Munzer, Olympic gold medalist in 2004 to the program. Good morning, Lorianne. Good morning and happy Monday. Happy How Monday, doing, Kevin. Uh, doing great. Did you love your song to start things oh, off? I was just smiling. I couldn't believe it. I'm going, there, the day is made. This is perfect. <laughs> yes, a little manic Monday. Uh, I was texting you this morning. We were talking, texting each other about uh, Jennifer Jones and the curling last night. So here, here's an athlete, Lorianne, that uh, has given so much to the sport. Uh, you know, she's getting, you know, she's been around the game a long time and I'm gonna, not going to say how old she is. Don't have to do that, but 18 Scotties and six championships. But when she made the announcement earlier, you know, a couple months ago that this would be her last Scotties, how does an athlete, I guess, go through and prepare for what's I don't know if you want to call it the swan song or anything. And um, how does an athlete, I guess, do that and prepare for something like that? I think one of the things to think about is how do you want your last events to go? And then there's the other component, too, is so then there's the uh, the final event, which we watched. And then the next phase is what comes after it. So there's a, a number of different components. But the number mm-hmm. one component is not to lose sight of where you are, like right here, right now, and continuing to play those games at that level that you're used to, maybe elevating your game a little bit more so that, you know, you're you really truly are bringing the champion out. I mean, she's got an incredible track record here. She's been in the game for so long, like a quarter of a century is unbelievable. Yes. Um, you know, she, she's looking at it that it's not age is one of the factors here. Mm-hmm. So it's just, what do you want to do? And then it's just working one event at a time. But then when it comes down to your final event, there were a number of things that were going through my mind because I did have that milestone to to realize and go, okay, so am I retiring? What am I going to do? What does this look like? And you go through so many highs and so many lows of emotions that, you know, you've been involved, What what's coming up next? But again, it's, you can't lose sight of the events where you are and it's just one game or one heat or one rock at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorianne Munzer with us on Sports 1440. So her her last shot, Lorianne, in the 10th end, so it's tied 4-4 with Rachel Homan. Homan has the hammer, so she has one rock left. But I was really keeping a close eye on Jennifer in the hack and she's getting ready to throw her final rock. This is her last rock at the Scotties. And she kind of backed off once and, you know, went back into the crouch and re-scrubbed the rock. Um, Can an athlete in that moment, in the moment that you know this is the last one, overthink it and maybe put herself outside of that element that she's been so used to over the years? Absolutely. And that was one thing I noticed as well, too, because I was watching just, you know, how is she going? How is her like, how is the body posture? Because that's also connected with the mindset. And when I saw her just reset, I went good on you because it Mm -hmm. just wasn't that moment. But then the question is, where did her thoughts go from there? Did they go and pop outside of the game and then come back in? And it was just, you go through that routine of, you know, uh, clearing the rock, making sure the ice is, is exactly where you need it to be resetting and then going. And I don't know if it was just emotions that took over at that point going, Hey, this is my last rock. This is it. And Mm -hmm. it was just super amount of pressure. We all face it. And, 
we find out what happens once uh, the rock is released. Did you ever have that kind of happen to you or an opportunity where you had to kind of back off and reset and make sure that you were right going into, you know, the big moment? Absolutely. There were a couple of times. One was right in the Olympics uh, before going into the first heat of the finals. You have to win the best two out of three races. I had a cameraman that was so close as I was bending over and I was doing up the toe straps to lock my feet into my pedals. The cameraman was so close that he actually hit my hands and it was like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> so I literally have a whole routine of adjusting the helmets, adjusting my glasses, zipping up my skin suit. And then it was just like this big exhale, right? And then you're ready to go. Um, the other time was when my last race, when I was in LA at the big track down there and my head was everywhere except in the race. And I thought, you know what, I've got to pinch myself to put me back into the race again and just reset it so that I'm focused with the job that I'm about to do here. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, it was one of the hardest things to do is, and it was harder than the Olympics at the world championships in LA because I was retiring, this was my last event. Mm -hmm. This was my last event. And it was just, I had a lot of doubt going through my mind going, can I actually do this? And of course, Olympic champion, everybody's there, they're rooting for you. And I don't want to let anybody down. And yet I'm going, ah, I just, <laughs> I knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And it, it, it wasn't going to go in my favor. But you still have to show up as the champion no matter what. Yeah. And, and Lorianne Munzer with us, you saw, you know, Jennifer Jones after and, you know, she's happy, sad, all the emotions. So like, you know, how, how does a champion like that handle moving forward here where she's still going to go into mixed doubles, which is very highly competitive with her husband, uh, Brent Lang. So how does that, how does that transition happen for, you know, a world-class athlete? Well, number one uh, at the Scotties is enjoy the moments. Take a look around you. You can see her doing the 360. I'm going to call it the 360 degree salute to everybody in the arena. And it was just that's such class right there. That mm -hmm. is such a professional. And also at the same time, she's trying to hold it together. Right. And it's enjoy where you are right now. Whether or not, you know, I was listening to you and Selena talking beforehand. That was her first, right? Yeah. Like what an experience. And it's just only going to get better and better. There's going to be high times. There's going to be low times. And the one most important thing that I even tell all of the athletes that I'm working with is if you can answer the question, did you give it your all? Did you give it your best? Regardless of the outcome, did you give it your best? And if the answer is yes, that's all that we can ask for. It's so hard as a spectator because you're so rooting for either the underdog or the champion. And it's like you just want the best outcome. But that's sport. Only mm -hmm. one person or one team can win. And it's just take a moment, take a look at where you are who's around, what's going on, and then go out and celebrate. And then tomorrow, then let's start thinking about the next chapter. Yeah. And that, that next chapter for her, Lorianne, is mixed doubles, as we just kind of mentioned. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's been an opportunity where, 
you know, and we've seen it, I guess, in between cycling and, and sledding and things like that in, in the crossover. But now she's got a chance to continue on and possibly go to the Olympics again as a mixed doubles uh, representing Canada. You know, she's got a lot of work to do. There's some great mixed doubles teams out there. But this is a, a unique situation for her. How, do, how does she kind of approach that, I guess, cycle here uh, moving forward with the next Olympics in a couple of years? I think this is a beautiful segue for her and it's just okay instead of you know there's four people to coordinate with all of you it comes down to two so there's a different dynamic then throw in your partner because it's got to be um you've got to be in sync and that's going to be the number one thing how can you play off of each other's Mm -hmm. strengths and keep raising that bar elevating your game and then it's just okay what is the plan what is the progression i mean we we always talk about this is what is the goal the goal never changes but the plan may and it's just okay where are we going it's not where i am going it's where are we going as a team the team is 50% less but i think there's twice as much pressure i think there could be twice as much distractions and there's twice as much put on you as the athlete well i'm not only, how about the dinner table with you know what are, why hey why didn't you make that shot last night things like that can get a little could get a little little dicey no <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's that component too. And I think there's got to be that component of when do we leave what is on the ice on the ice and then we go on, you know, yeah. in the other components, you know, as a mom, as a professional, um, as a husband and wife team. Um, here's a question that you might know is how many double teams are there that are husband and wife or partners quite a few there are quite a few and then there's like we had actually we had laura and jeff walker in husband and wife we had them in studio oh about a month ago or so they used to be partners but now uh jeff kind of he's obviously staying in the men's game laura's taking a break from the women's game and her partner's from saskatchewan so it's a little different dynamic there so um, but there are quite a few of them and again i would say that you are exactly right and maybe i'll ask it again sort of just straight to the point right after the game is that where you end you're leaving everything at the rink and people say that all the time but i mean you really have to leave it at the rink or it's going to hurt your personal life Yep. I think there needs to be that transition. It's like, you know, when we used to drive to work and then when we used to drive home, that's that transition Mm -hmm. period. So, yeah, it's so easy to mechanically say, yeah, honey, let's leave it at the ice or at the rink. And then we head out the doors. I believe that there always has to be that transition piece and that part of going from the rink into the other components and areas of your life. And then there also has to be the component where you can go, um, honey, can I can, can I ask you about something because it's on my mind? And the darn thing is, is once you get that thought in is it doesn't go away. It's just mm-hmm. like chirping away, chirping away. And you've got to have that outlet. So really finding those ways to communicate, that's where the psychology comes in of what will you have in, in place 
so that you can deal up when, you know, those those stories and those voices <laughs> and those questions come up. But it may not be the right time for the other person. And I mean, we have that with, you know, our uh, work families. We have that with our families, you know, with our kids, yeah. um, with our sports teams, with our rec leagues. And it's part and parcel of us as human beings. But the question is, have we thought about this and what do we want to do? How do we want to approach it? But then asking the other person, how do they want yeah. to approach it? When's the best time or when's the time to say, not now, but let's talk about this in an hour or in a day. Mm -hmm. and, and we all process it so differently. But when you understand and know how the other person processes this best, you can have the best outcomes ever, where instead of going from I, it goes to we, and it can be incredibly powerful. Lorianne Munzer with us on Sports 1440. Just a quick one with the Oilers situation, Lorianne, and, you know, we've seen them at the beginning of the year where they were losing and fragile. Then we saw them on a 16-game winning streak and an eight-game winning streak where they were top of the hill and bulletproof. And now we're seeing a little, I guess, fragility settle in right now. So what is the mindset of this team, in your opinion? I think it has to go back to the reset. And that reset is what were we doing when we were on fire, when we were winning, when it was one game and then plus one and plus one. The other part that I'm seeing is it really has to come back to the collective of we as a team versus being an individual player. When we watch the confidence rise, when we're winning, it's easier. But when it starts to diminish and goes you know, starts going south where it's like, okay, we should have won that game. We should have won that other game. And it's not happening. It's what do we need to go back to and bring back again? And, you know, one thing I was thinking about was Paul Coffey. Mm -hmm. There was something I believe that Paul Coffey was instrumental with as they started on that 16-game winning streak. I don't know how much of a component he is being brought back into or if there is something there that the team really resonates with. Um, I don't know. Can you speak about that? Well, How much interaction is Paul having now? Like, are they bringing him back? Because I wasn't sure from the interview. Uh, yeah. I mean, are you, you might be, are you talking about Saturday night and after hours? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I watched that too. And I, I just the, tail and because I didn't get back in time to watch it all, but I watched about half. I would say, you know, and again, that's a tough loss. So it's a really hard interview to do and it's hard to be, you know, he's not, it's not all, you know what, and giggles after a 6-3 loss where you get pounded by your, uh, you know, your provincial rival. So it's, I think it's hard for, for a person to take a whole lot from that interview. Uh, but I can tell you that Paul communicates so well with his players, more so probably than um, a lot of coaches that they've had. And that's the key, one of the keys to his success uh, with that that bond and that, that working relationship with the, that he has with all his players. So I guess that's kind of how I would sort of answer that, I guess, for you. So, Yeah, mm -hmm. it's interesting when you're saying that because it made me think about when you were asking about the – um, the dynamics of working together as a husband and wife or yeah. partners and partner, right, is having that transition. And I don't know if he is a key element or a key component and making that transition from one game to the next. 
Yeah. I, would, I would consider looking at it. I would, he, you he, know. Yeah, he would at that point, Lorianne, I mean, he's probably, you know, their teams, when they win, you know, they'll enjoy it for a little bit. When they lose, they, they have to basically sit on it for a bit and get that sour taste. But then you have to move on quite quickly because the season's long you got games in a row games back to back and things like that and and that's just how you know a season the ebbs and flows of a season goes so uh that's kind of yeah. probably his mentality so hey la yeah. this was outstanding appreciate it thanks for doing this uh thanks for coming on we'll have you on every monday at 10 o'clock and uh this has just been absolutely dynamite jj as i would call it <laughs> thanks so much for having me